Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I hope that they relate to me is because I was once in some of these kids' shoes. And I'm, so I can relate to them better. Um, I can, I, I understand what they're going through because, like I said, not too long ago I was in these bleachers. Not too long ago I was in these shoes where they're struggling, you know, at home. Yeah. Well, that's Najee Harris talking about his the bigger, let's see, where is that? The bigger foundation, which is his foundation. We're talking about you know, Captain Cam's seven acts of kindness week. It started off, it kicked off Monday at Children's Hospital. So Najee Harris followed suit yesterday by going to the Obama Academy to talk about child hunger. And he's got his foundation that is in support of uh, in, in with the Gen Youth and doing some things there to improve um, the ability for the kids to get food at school. Max, that's Najee talking to KDKA. This is a guy who really did suffer from lack of food in the household. He grew up in, in situations that uh, I guess they call insecure food, um, you know, uh, ability to, you know, to have, be able to eat enough. And, and it's, I love to see guys making a difference in the community and pouring life into others. And Najee did a great job of coming up there and talking about his message. And that message was loud and clear. Don't be shy about asking for help. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, this is the stuff that, um, you know, we kind of talked about yesterday leading off with, cam's uh kindness and acts and for Najee to kind of go poor from his own personal experience you know to the to these young kids is uh it's pretty special i mean you know it's it's a unique perspective especially you know for a lot of these kids you you don't you don't expect to see you know your 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 idols or the people you look up to and expect them to truly be relatable to you as a kid. You just know that these are like these big, you know, professional athletes that are awesome and they have these awesome lives. It's like, no, I mean, there, there's, <laughs> you know, there's a humble beginning, right? I yes. mean, you know, there is, there, it starts with a dream and a thought and, and, and seeing something and to hear that somebody might be like them. I mean, the inspiration that 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 can spring forth um, in those young minds is just tremendous. And, you know, that's that's kudos to Najee, you know, for being giving of one of the most precious things we have. Um, One of the most finite reasons is time, right? Because you can never get it back. That's very (laughs) true. Max, think about this. This is what he said. 
and I want you to react to it. I hope they see the real part of me rather than the sports part of me, that I'm here to motivate you guys to come to the understanding that I was once in your shoes, and we can make something better of the situation. Najee's the bigger picture foundation, and it it's works on, on helping underserved families by providing assistance in areas including education, homelessness, hunger, and utilizing sports as a platform to develop life skills. I think it's just sensational. What say you? Uh, a- absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I think that is that that that's the essence of it, right? I mean, if you know, I I know for me. Um, you know, in my time, that's what I hope they see. You know, I hope right. they see that when when I do things that it's not the sports part that you're looking at, but you're looking at the real person. Or when I give a testimonial or I speak to them from personal experience, I hope yes. they're looking at, you know, Max the person, not Max the athlete. Um, and I'm sure the same thing goes for you as well, Craig. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, I am a real person at the end of the day. There, there's right. more layers and facets to me than just the and uniform some of and the us helmet. Like you and me, we have more layers than others. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. Those layers, but sometimes those layers are also thicker too. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You know? Oh, there's no uh, doubt about it. But you know, here's the thing about it. All right, you got Captain Cam kicking off that that uh, seven acts of kindness. Starting on money, he's over at Children's Hospital, and then he talked about the fact. I hope others this will be setting an example. Well, then all of a sudden you got, and I'm sure this was all prearranged and everything. But you know, Najee uh, having his foundation, going there to the Barack Obama Academy of International Studies in East Liberty, and talking to the students, and what a boon that is! What a great opportunity to see your some of your heroes up close and personal. You know, Najee's foundation partners with Gen Youth. And it's a national nonprofit youth wellness organization. It's based in New York. They created that. They created the Fuel Up to Play. Remember that, you know, Fuel Up to Play mm-hmm. sixty in partnership with the uh, National Dairy Council and the NFL. And uh, yes. you know, I, I love that. Again, you know, you're partnering up. You're, you're you're able to cover more. And Gen Youth and the American Dairy Association Northeast presented a ten thousand dollar check to the Obama Academy to cover the cost of a grab-and-go a grab and go school meal cart to battle student hunger. Again, just ter- terrific. Where would you and I be if we were, you know, on, on, a, on a diet of, what, less than 1,000 calories or 1,500, something like that? I mean, get Zooks, you know? that. I mean, yeah. I'd be a very skinny man at this point. Yeah, no, I mean, we, we would probably be healthy, but we probably also wouldn't have played football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, considering all the excess of of a thousand calories that we've consumed in our lifetime. Uh, thousands. <laughs> thousands. Yeah, thousands. I think at this point we're in the millions. Yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, we're probably in the millions category. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it, it is something that is sad when you think about it, when you think about being one of the richest countries in the world um, and modern civilization that we still have some very basic things that, that, that we still struggle with. You Mm. know, you you think of, you think of homelessness, you think of malnutrition and lack of food and still, there's still food deserts Mm. around this country. Um, It's something that's, it's sad. And and, I mean, it's also reality, but, you know the fact that you have individuals out there that are combating that, like Cam, it's uh, it's pretty special. You know the government stats show one in four kids meet the recommendation for physical activity, just one in four. 
and one in eight are living in food insecure households. Um, again, there is a need, and people are reaching out. They're attempting to do something about it. And I think um, applauding Naji, applauding him in the fact that uh, you know he's out to make a difference, and it's, it costs not just his money, his time, you know, but he's partnering actively. And during the course of a season, when let's face it, this is this is a little bumpy start here in the first month of the season. You know what I'm talking about, and and players can tend to turtle up to shrink back, but they're not. And God bless them because they're doing some really important, amazing stuff for young people. And I hope and pray that they continue on because that wasn't the only one. I mean, we're talking Captain Cam. All right, what you got? Craig's closet was also there at the Obama Academy there. I mean, that's that's great stuff. I mean, he's got Craig's Closet, and that's, of course, one of the things he provides from the foundation. And they provide new and gently used dress clothes for interviews, internships, banquets, and special occasions. And he did it because his his dad, Ironhead, Craig Hayward, all right, his dad showed up at Pitt with only one suit. He said, yeah, that's the way my dad was. He, he All he had was one suit, and he just changed the shirt, the tie, the belt, anything to make it work and, you know, look different. But he did, you know, because his dad, he said, his dad always said, if you look good, you play good. And uh, and I think what a great heart, again, Cam coming out and doing something. They're going to have, they're gonna have um, what, closet locations will open at all 10 city high schools by next year, 2023. I just think that's absolutely marvelous. That is that is fantastic. I mean, it, it, it's it's something special, you know, when when you can find that need or that niche and be able to provide something for 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 so many um, ch- kids. I was going to say children, but they're kids because uh, they'll be in high schools. Right, right. <laughs> I feel like when you say children, it's like it has to be younger. It's like middle school and lower. Right. Um, but you know uh, how young people, it is. yes. Well, I, and I think I think it is important, like you said. It, it's a it's about a self image and a self confidence, right? Uh, type type of type of mentality. Like when if you could go for a job interview or go out for something, and knowing that you feel like you look presentable, you look nice, you know, you look the part of whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. That's tremendous, um, and, and that ego boost. Can, can drive you even further, right? Maybe it takes a what would have been a, a a bad interview or an okay interview to a great interview because you feel like I am seen, right? Yes. I mean, I mean that that's that's the thing that you know, you clothing is one of those things. It gives you an outward projection of yourself at times, and so when you can have that confidence, when you can go in there and feel like you belong in the room. It's just, it's an empowering moment. So, you know, kudos to Cam and Craig's Closet um, for being able to go. I mean, that's a big feat to go to all 10 high schools um, and have access to clothing. Yes. Because that's a lot, that's a lot of closets and a lot, a lot, a lot of cloth. (laughs) Amen to that. Now, could you donate anything? I'm sitting there going, how many kids would be that big? Nobody. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's like a special request type of deal. Uh, you you got to call me directly. I got stuff to give, but it's also I'm like, I haven't seen too many kids my size. But then again, we do have one at University of Florida that's like six five, four hundred twenty pounds. So, oh, you're kidding me! Know. Wow. Yeah, 
He's a D lineman too. Oh my heavens! A, that's a nice. Where's hair. Where's number twenty one? Could you imagine that wearing number twenty one that big? You know, I can I can only tell you this. Um, I played against the fridge when he was three seventy five. Okay, Oof. I I remember when Ray Penny, the look, guy playing left tackle, cut him on a play. You know, cut chopped his legs out. He fell on yeah. Ray and, and, and separated Ray's shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, okay, important safety tip. Don't cut the fridge. All right? that we Let's yeah. make sure that we do not cut uh, 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 the, the refrigerator here, man. The guy's too big. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that that was just the fact that you could even get to his leg to cut him. <laughs> in, 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 the, in the first uh, place. No, no doubt um, about it. Well, you know, and, and the other thing is, I'm trying to think of like other big dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't Aaron Gilbert? Wasn't he huge? The one dude who played was he for like Detroit. Gibson. Yeah, he was like Aaron Detroit. Gibson. I think it was uh, Aaron, Aaron Gibson. That's yeah. right, Aaron Gibson. He was a 400 pounder. Yeah, and he and he all he also played for like Green Bay too. Yes. Yes. Okay. I will yeah. tell you. I will. T- all right. Just because it's you and me listening, and nobody else is okay. Back okay. uh, back in eighty one, I, I was in the world's strongest man, and they, as part of it, they launched the first um, professional sumo contest in North America. It's part of it, so it was sumo. My first opponent was a guy from uh, from Europe. He was six four and a half, four hundred nine pounds. And I'm telling you, do you ever see something about Mary? I think it is. When uh, the, you know they're playing basketball and one guy's not wearing a shirt and he's like, a oh, oh yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Oh, oh that's awful. And I'm sitting there, the jumper, and he yes. jumped in, and he went to go defend yes. him. Yes. Oh, yes, <laughs> it's so bad. I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there thinking about that. And this is really a bad visual to pull up a, a sumo contest, but you know, that's. I remember how big this guy was. I was sitting there going, "You gotta be kidding me." You know, where's my shoulder pads? Where's my helmet? <laughs> yeah, oh gosh, feeling uh, the breeze out there in the Milwaukee. Yeah, I, 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 I bet you were. I bet you were. Yep. Oh, yep. that was exactly. just so bad. You, you were praying for some mud flaps, <laughs> and you didn't, you didn't have them. You didn't have them out there. Oh, it was bad. But you know, I, I really wanted to emphasize this, this act seven acts of kindness because I think you can. This could be a great yearly thing that I think Cam could kick off, that other people can start to have their own seven acts of kindness, you know? I mean, it, it's not hard to do an act of kindness. You can do what you can do whenever you can do it and wherever you are. You know I mean? It doesn't take foundations. It doesn't take anything more than a willingness to be uh, part of a, a positivity that you can, you know, show a little love, you know, just like Jesus always talked about. You know, love your neighbor. Who's your neighbor? Man, it's the person to your left, right, whatever. And you're in the huddle. I mean, we're in the huddle, right, Max? You got a guy to your left. Mm-hmm. You got a guy to your right. And it's always about having that love for a teammate, for another person. And I, I just, I really believe in that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it, it's it, it, it's something that takes a little, you know, takes a little bit of timing and a plan. But, I mean, other athletes could develop this. Other people can do this yes. you know mm-hmm. yes i mean you you think of something you don't have as, to be an as, athlete yes don't you don't have to be an athlete because i think of individuals like alex alex's lemonade stand right no yes it just started with a kid in a neighborhood and a dream and you can you can you can you can make an impact you don't have to have 
a professional athlete title behind your name to make a difference in this community. There's plenty of kids who have, you know, who have gone out there and started and plenty of adults and plenty of teenagers that have gone on to make humongous impacts and differences. But it it, it is nice when, if you have the resources, you use them. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, it's just, it's a double bonus. Um, Cause you can usually get to the impact a little bit faster, but that should never deter anybody. From if you have a heart to serve, like we talk about, well, yes, yes, in in this realm, and and what I appreciate the Steelers about, they find a lot, you know, a lot of guys in the DNA and in the interview process. You find out about guys and guys who usually have that willingness to serve usually usually fit in pretty good here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, fit in pretty well. So yes. it, it, it's tremendous when you have that opportunity to do something like that. So, no, I, I, I completely agree. It, it's something that anybody could do. You hope more people t- take a look to that or take that baton and run with it. There you go. Well, salute to Najee Harris and his The Bigger Picture Foundation, to Captain Cam and his seven acts of kindness, to Cam's uh, Craig's Closet, which is a you know another function of what he does. Beautiful stuff. Okay, let's shift gears a little bit, Max, because – uh, we had the Mike Tomlin press conference yesterday, and you're already down T.J. Watt. But does it? Were you surprised, or as surprised as I was, uh, to find out that Minka Fitzpatrick is in the concussion protocol? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah I was definitely, ouch. I was definitely, yeah, yeah, ouch, ouch. So yeah, let, let's talk about that on the other end. Okay. All right. Let's do, let, let's let's do that. All right. So this we're is, gonna. Go, this right. is your segment coming up. So you do what you want, man. <laughs> okay. You you know what you know what I I will, man. Because nobody messes with the dude. Nobody messes with the dude. All right. We're gonna step aside, and w- when we come back, Mike Tomlin press conference and more here on in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on SNR and ESPN Radio. <laughs> This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Minka um, is in the concussion protocol. Um, got evaluated post-game and he's in the protocol. I'll give you guys an update as, as he continues to move within the protocol. All right, that was Mike Tomlin talking about Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, Wolf, I, I, I got to ask you, very surprising, maybe? Yeah. No? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was like, it's like, what? Hey, what? I mean, you're already down T.J. Watt, okay? So you think, okay, we we got to reload here and everything else, and we're getting another week closer to TJ coming back, and all of a sudden, pow, right in the kisser. Because you got talking about Minka Fitzpatrick and his 24 tackles, two interceptions, you know, that he's got already at least. I mean, it's like, oh, jeepers, that uh, makes you a little nervous. You know what I mean? Now, that's not yeah. saying that he's been ruled out because he hasn't. He's in the protocol. Um, but at the same time, I just didn't even know. I didn't know that it happened. Yeah, no, and listen, listen, you're up in the booth. I'm on the field, and I didn't realize it, you know, and I didn't see the red hat at all. So, I, yeah, I don't know when it could have happened, um, but, yeah, no, but nonetheless, we find out he's in the protocol. 
We also, um, Wes, do you have it? We're going to get the whole laundry list from yesterday's pre- press conference about injuries. <laughs> uh, uh, but, uh, yeah. Those guys. From a health standpoint, uh, Witherspoon's got a hamstring um, that, that, that could very well limit him. We'll, we'll see where this week leads us. Uh, Minka um, is in the concussion protocol. Um, got evaluated post game, and he's in the protocol. I'll give you guys an update as as he continues to move with the, within the protocol. Uh, Kevin Dotson uh, has an ankle injury that may limit him somewhat at the early portions of the week, and then post game, uh, Presley Harvin expressed discomfort in the hip area, uh, inflammation, and so forth. And so we're monitoring that. All right. Well, there we go. So. No, no surprise there with signing Jordan Berry to the practice squad yesterday. That happened. Mate and is now, back. Yes, mate is back. Um, <laughs> you know, and th- but also, um, you know, hearing about Akella Witherspoon and the hamstring, um, that was surprising. So that's two in your secondary on that injury report. Right, right. But and we knew that, about the hammy earlier, though, didn't we? I mean, there was something about yeah. it, but we didn't know. But I got to say, a hammy on a on a D back, that's like um, I don't know. That's that's like a neck injury on an offensive lineman. You know, what I mean, it's oh, like oh, yeah. I, I was going to go with with an ankle injury. Okay, because uh, <laughs> we got one of those too, Wolf. Well, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. We got one of those. You know, I mean, Kevin Dotson, he got one. Yeah, yeah, and those, and as we saw, those can limit you. You know, those right. can take you out of game if you can't get it under control, or you know, or the swelling can't go down enough to prevent mobility. And there's nothing worse than having that ankle like just mess up. Oh, I, you know, you, you oh, know yeah. so I actually played wolf. Yep. On an on a high ankle sprain. Yep. Yep. Now, now we just saw Mac Jones for New England go down writhing in pain in a high ankle sprain. Yeah, that's brutal. I remember, yeah, I remember in high uh, – it was um, in college. Mm. Um, I had a, I suffered a high ankle sprain, but, you know, foolish me. They talked me into, oh, well, if we just <laughs> if we just tape it a Don't certain way. Don't mind the pain. It's okay. <laughs> what, what, what pain? What pain? <laughs> Don't worry. We'll take that away on game day. Um, but – yeah. I just remember getting taped literally over my calf. Oh yeah. Like from my calf all the way down wolf. Oh. And and I played my senior year with a high ankle sprain. Oh, played four I was playing four different positions on the offensive line. I was I was a oh. swing guy as well as a starting left tackle. Mm. In some games I'd start at guard just depending on the opponent. Wherever the best player was, right. I kind of moved around. Right. And I just remember that. I was like, man, I was like, and now knowing what I know now, because when I went to the combine, man, they tested the crap out of my ankle. Oh, and there was like yeah. some calcium buildup and all right. kinds of stuff. And I was like, oh, man, this sucks. <laughs> but, um, but I, yeah, but playing on an ankle injury is like the worst. And, you know, I feel bad for Kevin Dawson. It's kind of, a, you know, something that can, that can always linger. Um, and it swells up and swells down or, you know, D swells, I don't know. Anti, I yeah. can't think of it. Anyways, inflames, anti inflames, whatever it's called. But <laughs> I mean, but, inflammatories. Yeah. Come on, mm-hmm. yeah, come on, wake up, baby. Yeah, 
I, all I do is don't eat corn. Don't eat corn. <laughs> here's here's that, the thing. One time we're playing the Cincy Bengals, right? I got a double team with Mike Webster. We're double teaming on Tim Crumry, you know, the big, huge nose tackle. Play, played for uh, the the Bengals back then. So Tunch has a cutoff on the backside, okay? What happens? The guy gets across his face. This could have been your dad for all I know. You know, it could have been. Yeah. Yeah. He throws whoever it was on the back of my legs, right? I break a bone in yeah. my ankle. Okay. So I go in halftime. They shoot it up in three different places. I'm running, and it's like I'm running on crunched glass. You know how when you, you crunch on glass? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, oh. Oh, and it's crunching away. And finally, there was a screen in the second half, and I couldn't get there. And I think, I don't know if it was Merrill or it was another, maybe Frankie Pollard, just got lit up because I couldn't get there fast enough. You know what I mean? The, the yeah. problem was, and, and that and this, is, this is a killer, but it was at that point in time I had to go to Chuck Noll, I say, Chuck, I can't do it. I was, I'm too, I, I just could not get there in time to save Frankie from taking a big hit, you know, on a screen pass. You know how you got to get out there on the screen. Yeah. And you just could, I just couldn't get there. And it's like, that was one of the most disturbing times for me, but it, because I knew I was putting people in jeopardy, you know, I just, I just couldn't yeah. physically do it. No, I, I mean, it, we, 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 I think, I think a lot of guys have always had that moment. I mean, I, I remember it. In the Bengals game for me, um, when I injured my neck, mm. you know, I just remember right. it was af- it was after an extra point. Um, we went down on the first drive and scored, and I took it. I took a helmet right in the side of the neck on the extra point. Right, mm. you know, we were teaching yes. that technique where you just kind of step, dip your head inside, so you know you form like a wedge in the middle for the extra point. I just remember Frosty Rucker caught me square in the side of the, like right Ooh, in the trap area. Yeah. Oh, that hurts. And and I went to the ground immediately. It's almost like I got tased. Yeah. You know, it was like a you shock. Hit that nerve. With, you hit that ner- yeah, a nerve. Yeah, you hit that nerve. Hit. Yeah. Yeah. And and I went down and I was like, oh my God. I had to sit there for a second. My 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 foot went numb. Mm. And I'm like, man, what the heck is going Yeah, I thought it was a stinger. Right, uh, right. Because I had had a stinger before. But the stinger was more localized, right? The stinger affects like that shoulder area. You just feel this, like just numb. You know how when you if if you sit on your hand or you sleep on you sleep on your hand wrong and it yes. just it comes up. You feel the that that's what a stinger feels like. But this one, you know, radiated all the way down to my foot. Oof. And so I was like, man, what's wrong? You know, so it kind of worked it off. It kind of went away. Uh, go in the next series, and. You know, you, I went out to block and literally took on a bull rush. And it, I mean, honestly, I felt <clears throat> like I was just I was just lifeless out there. Yeah. Like as soon as I got hit and and and, and Rutgers, you know, he he's at the DM position. He he's bull rushing me, and and he just feels my entire weight on him. <laughs> and he's just like he's like ah, <laughs> you know, kind of lets out this sound. And, Get off but me. I, yeah, but I but it was like I couldn't do, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't move. And I just remember, like, Ben coming over, like, picking me up. And he's like, what's wrong? You know, I'm like, right. I, I don't know. I felt like I'm getting I felt like I'm getting shocked every time I get He's like, man, well, come on. Let, let, come on. You got you, we, we can't afford to <laughs> lose yes. you, too. Yeah. We had Matt Spath warming up on the sidelines oh, for tackle. Yeah. Because we had lo- we'd already lost two linemen in that drive. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, we, so we literally had nobody else um, except for Spather. And, you know, I came to the sidelines. I'm like, man, I don't know what's wrong. They change out, like, you know, because I wore a dolphin collar when I played. That was like a little neck. 
kind of collar thing. So they right. changed it out to a different collar. Then I put on like the little, the the the, uh, the the fan one. You know, I didn't go oh, full yeah. Brian Cox, but I had this like little fan one that like Zach Thomas wore. Okay, that kind of fit in there. So you know, I was trying all these things, and then eventually I had to say, uh, "You need to take me out. I, I don't know what's wrong, and and I'm scared. I'm gonna hurt somebody." Yeah, um, you get somebody if not, hurt, if, man. If, if, if not myself, you yeah. know, in that process. And then they went in and uh, did the test at halftime, and it was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were like, yeah, we we need you to go get scanned as soon as we get back to Pittsburgh. But yeah, you can't go back in the game. And you realize I herniated a disc in my neck. It's tough to go and say I need to come out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially <sighs> you know the further you go back into you know our time period the more it is because back in our day it was you played until you said i can't play you know what i mean nowadays the coaches come and they tell you we put you down you know or you're you know blah 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 the 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 decisions made for you in most cases but in game like it was such as it was when you're at the point where you're you're getting people lit up because you can't physically get to where you need to get at at a specific point in time on the field now you got to look at the, you know, you're hurting the team more than you're helping. You know, it might be you, you want to do the blood and guts thing, but if you're hurting the team and, and getting people lit up like that, uh, you got you just can't do it. You, you, and especially, it was crazy because they shot my ankle in three different places, I remember. You know, and I'm like, kept, kept waiting for it to like numb up and it never did. <laughs> Like going, what you do? Would you you shoot some water in there or something? I mean, what was Gatorade? What would you do? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. No, I mean, I mean, and 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 that's that's kind of how it was. I mean, and even up until my time, I mean, that that you the same type of mentality you had to have was, man. Okay, we need we need to go, you know, and, and 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 get this game won. You 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 are part of the team and. And especially when you're in that process, especially as a starter, right? I think that's yes. the biggest, right? Um, toughest one to do is when you're a starter. You say, "Man, I I can't go," and you're in the middle of a game. It's like there's just something not right. I don't know what it is. My foot's going numb, or something, you know. And, and you have to like make that admission um, to be left out. Um, it, yeah, it, it's one of those things. It's a very tough thing when you're taught. To go 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 go. Yes. Are you are you injured or are you hurt? Because if yeah. you're injured, you need to get out of there. If you're hurt, you need to suck it up and go play. That's true. Right? And, and so it's something that now, you know, there are more safeguards to protect us from ourselves, right? Because because if, if it's left up to us, we're going to always try and play. Exactly. No question about it. Now, does are you a little disturbed over Presley Har- Harvin with a little bit of hip discomfort? You yeah, know, I mean, he's just seemed to find his stride right now. Gad Zooks, man. Yeah, he's, you know? he's 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 pumping the football really good, but I mean, but that's one of the things, right? Is that flexibility that you must have to be a punter? Yeah, you know, it yeah. is. So you wonder, you know, with the build and the size, if that's something that's either a fleeting thing that he just, you know, tweaks something wrong, you know. Or if it's something that because of the motion, um, it's going to, you know, it's something that's bigger. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, you know, you have a backup, you have a contingency plan, so we're not going to this game and you lose your punter and then now we're asking Bozzi to try and try and kick punts because I don't, I don't think there's anybody on any other position on our squad that's a backup punter. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. 
you know, now, you? now here's the thing. When, when Ben was here, we had, you know, Ben would, ben would punt. Oh, yeah. Well, we do. Bradshaw was our emergency punter back in the day. See? Okay. See? So, yeah, yeah so it's not, not uncommon for a quarterback to be the backup punter, but I, I, I've never seen Mitch, Kenny, or Mason, you know, take any swings of the leg. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, because you think about it, you got the, you could have the, the, you know, the, uh, the little pooch kick. You know what I mean? A pooch punt when you're uh, on the plus side of the field. If you, if for whatever reason, you know, I remember they did that with Ben. Uh, you did that with Ben a couple times. You know, and he just kind of pooched that ball down there. Uh, you know, after lining up in shotgun. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That that is true. That is true. But you don't want the shankopotamus to happen oh, and well, go five yeah. yards and out of bounds. Yeah, that's that's always a bummer. You know, you got that. Yeah, yeah, the that infamous shankopotamus, as Billy Hillgrove talks about it. <laughs> I love when Billy yeah. goes, it's the infamous shankopotamus. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. All right, so we've got Kevin Dotson's got an ankle. Presley Harvin has hip discomfort, so they bring on Mate, or Jordan Berry, who was with the Steelers from 2015 to last year when Presley took over. Akello Witherspoon is down. Now, thank goodness we have a guy like Levi Wallace. Levi Wallace is, is quality starting corner. I mean, this guy, that was a good battle, I thought, Akello and Levi had all during training camp. And uh, the fact that you can have a guy like Levi waiting in the wings is uh, pretty good stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, this is why Terrell Austin talked about this, right? You right. know, you've got, you've got to have three starting DBs. Um, at all times available to you because if you lose one, you want to be able to have one that you can rotate in. And, you know, having a Levi and a Cam Sutton out there, if a Kello can't go, now now you utilize more of your true nickels and, and some of your guys who probably play extra safety. So you're looking at Miles Killebrew. You're looking at Trey Norwood um, as being guys who probably end up helping um, – out in that situation, I think we'll keep Cam to the outside. I don't think he'll be sliding to the slide. I'm sorry, and Arthur Millette as well. Right. Um, you know, so you'll have these guys probably playing um, more significant roles in the rotation um, if Akello can't go, um, which is, which is sad because I think Akello's been playing good football. Yes, um, I think so. Far. Other and than he, the one heck of a tackle. whiff tackle on, uh, on, on Chubb, you know, in that first yeah. series. Oh. You know, he's just said because the very next play, he crashes from the corner and does a great job of, of dropping uh, Chubb like a bad habit, you know, at the line of scrimmage. But it was that yeah. one that got him going. It was just like, oh, you know, but yeah, yeah I well, like Akello. And that's tough. You know, as they say, gunfighters get shot too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I got to rip that yeah. one off. I like that. That's very good. Yeah. I mean, you know that that that's that's what you do. I mean, you 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 have you have enough of those quick draws. Eventually, you're going to find somebody that's quicker than you in that moment. Um, <laughs> but but you know, I mean, but that, that's also a thing about football, right? I mean, it's never a hundred percent thing. But it, when you get your chance to to have so, to quote unquote write the ship, you write the ship. There you go, exactly. <laughs> and, 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 and he did that very soon after, so you didn't even have to worry about it. <laughs> well, Max, let's pay the bills, brother, but I'm going to ask you this question when we come back. How do you soundproof your locker room when you want to shut out the noise? We'll kick it around when we come back. Stay here, SNR.
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm continually encouraged. I think we've talked, whether it's components of it, whether it's individuals like Jalen Warren carving out a role for himself or whether it's about groups within the group like the the emergence of the offensive line has been continually better with each and every performance. Um, I just think in, in all areas are, are, are pointing to improvement, and, and that's why we got to keep our head down and keep working and ultimately um, get results in stadium. And that's what it's about. It's about getting results. It's about improving. You know, there's a lot of factors that weigh into all this stuff, and I know that Mike was talking about shutting out the noise, and – I always believe, first of all, the sanctity of the locker room is huge. What you see here, what you say here, what you do here stays here when you leave here. And I think that's something that's imperative, especially when you hit troubled waters. You know what I mean? You got the Simon and Garfunkel bridge for troubled waters. Well, the troubled waters ought to stay within the locker room, right? I mean, that's job one, wouldn't you say, Max? Yeah, that, 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 is, that is job number one on the, on, on the description. <laughs> yes, exactly so. But, you know, uh, here's what I like about Mike. Mike's not being, um, you know, Pollyannish in all this. I mean, you look at – I look at this game, and I went – again, keep going back and watching the, the film and everything else. And one of the things that struck me was how close they were on third down in the critical three and outs in that second half when it could have made all the difference in the world. I mean, think about it. There you are that first half. You you scored more points than the Brownies. You rushed for more yards than the Brownies. You had more first downs than the Brownies, right? And and and, and then all of a sudden you come out and you had a um, a double digit drive to start off, but you get the penalty with uh when when uh Chooks got downfield and so forth, it blows up the thing. And then you run three three and outs, and the third three and out that they had, the Steelers had there, actually the second three and out. They came on third and three, and you're watching from their own 13, and Mitch Trubisky got sacked, if you remember, at his own 10-yard line for minus three. But Jacob Phillips, they had double A-gap, a double-barrel A-gap coming up, right? You go set yeah. and left with Mitch, and the, and the left side of the line, they got Wall, and you got Kevin, uh, they got James Daniels sitting down, and they got Turn on the backside. Alex Wright drops off from the end position in a fire zone, right? And you got the uh, backer coming up, Jacob Phillips, and Najee didn't get the job done. You know, I mean, by the time Mitch set up, you, Jacob Phillips was already just about in the grill in hot pursuit of Mitch Trubisky. But Chase Claypool was open. Deontay Johnson is a third and three. You know what I mean? But he couldn't even get a chance to run the ball because of the blitz that got home. Yeah, and those those are those frustrating moments, right? Right. It's like you practice, you practice, you practice, you anticipate it's going to happen. I mean, double what we call the double barrel blitz. Yeah, um, is just something that that's it's here in the NFL. I mean, it's something that you need to. It needs to be a part of your regular repertoire now um, as an offensive line. It's something that you have to rep because any team can pull it out now, especially with the prevalence of the four two nickel fronts. Because usually yeah. it used to be. Oh, only four down teams could do this. Yes. Nope. Three down teams can do it too because you have sub. And, Hello. and when you have yeah, when you go three wides, guess what? You're getting four down. So it's something that you know was a, was truly a bugaboo for us because Mike Zimmer was one of the 
I would I would say the instigators right. for it. I think that's the best way of putting it. Instigators of the of the double barrel or double linebacker mug up blitz. Um, right. So yeah, and so you know he spent a lot of time in in this division in the AFC North before he became the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, and it was something that I mean we literally like when it came game week against Cincinnati, you repped it every day, multiple periods to be ready for it. Yes. And now because it's a little bit more commonplace, I think it's something that you just have to have in in your in your schedule built in that hey, sub nickel four two double barrel, which presents itself as as almost like a cover zero look. Right? right. Because in nickel you only have two linebackers, so you walk them up in both A gaps and now your safety's kind of floating at the linebacker area and it looks like cover zero, cover one. Um, in a lot of respects, but you, you know, you're anticipating the bail. You're trying to figure out which side's not protected. Right. That guy usually has to bail, but there's also times where they can bring both of them. They did. <laughs> there bring is both no of bail, them. and and they did drop, in that situation. Uh, yeah, and they drop a defensive end off the line of scrimmage, you know, to get into yeah. one of the throwing lanes. That's all, you know. And yeah. it's those moments, you know. I, I know people. We all want results. We all want to see it getting better. But it's in, in those heartbeats of a decision-making process when Najee, who Najee earlier in the game, a linebacker blitz, he flipped the dude like it was. Did you ever see the Bulls running in Pamplona, Spain, when one of the guys oh, gets yeah. caught in the arena, you know, and the bull gets the horns mm-hmm. and then flips him in the air, and usually the dude loses his pants and stuff like that. You know, he gets pantsed by the bull. Shit. Yeah, yeah, you get pantsed and de-shoed. Yeah, it's like a, it's a, de, yes. a de-cleater without cleats. And, and and the ignominy of the whole thing is you're getting de-pantsed in front of a stadium full of people, you know, by a yeah. bull, you know. And here's the thing, and you pro- and that person probably flew clear across the country or the, half the world away to do this crazy <laughs> thing. Yeah. And then, and then for it to end up, your pants are off in a stadium. <laughs> I can't. And there's no alcohol involved. <laughs> and, and you're still staring at some ball while you're sitting there in your BVDs, whatever, right? And, yeah. and, and the, the, the bull has your jeans hooked to his horns. You're like going, oh, this is not going to end well. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. And he's like, well, at least I have this scarf around my neck. <laughs> Maybe, maybe I, maybe I could design a wakashi out of this. I don't know to get back to my hotel room if they'll let me through the lobby without pants on. Because apparently that bull liked my Levi's better than I did. <laughs> you see that, and it just absolutely rocks you. You know, when I see these guys, I'm going, "What makes you want to go and run with the bulls?" I mean, have seriously. you not learned from the previous fifty years of being of seeing that guy? <laughs> From black and white to color television to high definition, it doesn't change. There's always that guy. And you said, you know what? I'm going to be different. I'm going to be special. That's the problem. You think you're different. And you're not. You think you're, you're quicker. Not. You're not. Those bulls can run, man. <laughs> and they, and they have horns. Horns. Huge horns. <laughs> they have horns. Like that, it, like, it's like they once they learn how to walk and they start growing things out of the top of their head, yeah. guess what? They're going to use those. A, <laughs> yeah. you, a rhinoceros doesn't have a horn by an accident. No, because he bulldozes things out the way. So what do you think a bull's going to do? He has two of them that are prominent. <laughs> and and, and, you're, and he's already honked off because pro- he's probably been prodded right before they finally release him down the lane. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to dress it all white. 
I'm going to look really clean. It's going to look like First Communion Sunday. You know what I'm talking about? I just, it just <laughs> fascinates me that people think I can do this better than some people that I watched last year on TV get, uh, you know, get de-pantsed and, and everything else in the arena. When, you know, you can't do it. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. no. no. But the best part is like, you know what? I hit the treadmill at least three times uh, before, I, before I went on this trip. So yeah, I feel okay. pretty good. I feel good. I, 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 I turned it up to eight miles an hour. I ran for like a minute and a half. I felt great about myself. And I stopped. I had a smoothie afterwards. It was, it was great. A towel. I toweled off. A smoothie. <laughs> I can go do this. I can go do this. I no, I swear. This. I can, I can swear. This. Had a full athletic outfit on, but yet I'm going to go put on pants when I ran in shorts. And I, I'm, I think I can get the, the, the knee rise. I can get the knee rise to get the legs pumping. You know? I, I watch no. it every, every chance I get. You know, each year they come oh. out with a new one. They do. And I, I just, you shake your head thinking, what? First of all, what made you ever think you could? And then what makes you come back? You know, because they, they all have, like, interviews with people that, that did it, like, once or twice, you know, or, or whatever. And you're, like, going, why would you go back? I mean, it's just, it's insane. Yeah. Just insane. Well, and here's the thing. It's not like it's a professional rodeo clown who obviously chose this as a profession. True. Right. And he, and he obviously knows the severity of it. Right. And even then, even then, the professionals still get tossed up in the air at the rodeo, <laughs> right? So you as a spectator decide to go to a foreign country and attempt the same thing with zero training. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, <laughs> that's, you know, again, that's not going to end well. No, it really no it's not. I mean, the only type of bull they know might be might be the bull crap they talk. It's <laughs> about the only experience I have with a bull. I talk a lot of bull crap. Well, but hey, yeah, Max, but no, he did. He did flip him. Yeah, absolutely. You what? Now we're gonna we're gonna break because uh, we hopefully hopefully now we've been efforting and what? trying to get guests back on because we've had some issues with phone lines and everything like that so what we're trying to do is we're going to effort Jim Wexel from Steel City Insider I just want you guys to know too I've been texting back and forth with him all morning trying to get him to tap into our system and everything over here I Is mean, it working? I, I think we're all good. We we tested earlier, we're all set, but I've been I tell you what, I've been lifting back here boys to get this done. <laughs> See, ninja's been ninja. I tell you what. Exactly. You know? Master Splinter got nothing on me. Well, there you there go. There it is. Well, hey, Max, take us out, buddy, because we got Jim Wexel coming up at the top of the hour. All right. Well, here it is. Hey, subscribe now to our show, In the Locker Room. And every episode we do is available for you to download. Subscribe today through the Steelers mobile app, iHeartRadio app, and wherever you can find podcasts. We're in the locker room. We'll be back, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Double fingers. <laughs> Craig, cross your toes that I aren't will. broken. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and we'll be back here in the locker room here on SNR and ESPN Radio.